You're now tuning in to a sports talk podcast produced by the Right Way Sports Network and CEO Malik Wright. Be sure to follow the team's social media on Instagram at TWSNet, on Twitter at TWSNet, and on Facebook at the Right Way Sports Network. We want to change the way you view sports and get your information. And there's only one way to do that the Right Way. And welcome, everybody, to the Right Way Podcast. We are coming at you live from the Right Way Sports Network, your home for all your sports news, analysis, and hot takes. Today, we got a great episode for you. It is our mailbag episode. All your questions that you guys sent in, we will be answering them live right here and right now. Before we get into it, make sure you guys follow us on all our platforms. We have an Instagram at TWSNet, on Twitter at TWSNet. Check out our website. We have constant articles coming out every single day. And like I said, we have a great show for you. And today I am joined by my co-host, Malik Wright, the CEO of the Right Way Sports Network. How are you doing, my man? I'm doing good. How are you, Daniel? I'm doing good, and I forgot to actually introduce myself. I am Daniel Alameda, and we got a great episode. So I'm excited for this one. Week. <laughs> but before we jump into that, guys, make sure you also go hit us, hit us up on uh, Anchor. Uh, Anchor is the podcasting platform where you can find all our podcasts, uh, whether that be Apple, iTunes, Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, you name it. It's so many different podcasting platforms out there, Daniel. It's so hard to pick which one you want to listen from. But, guys, definitely feel free to follow us on Anchor. Um, all, our, all our episodes are up there. Um, usually we're joined by Miss Alexis, uh, who I believe will be joining us a little bit later in the episode, potentially. Um, but with that being said, we have a terrific episode, as Daniel said, lined up for you guys. If you guys ever want to support the Right Way Sports Network, like I said, in Anchor, you, all you have to do is click the support button. You could donate anywhere from a dollar up to $10 a month to say, Hey, guys, keep up the great work. We love what you guys are doing at the Right Way Sports Network and, of course, for the Right Way Podcast. With that being said, Daniel, we're going to get into some of these topics today, and I'll hand it back to you, my man. We got a lot of great topics, and let's see. Let's start off. I don't want to do this one, but I want to start it off. Malik, what is the floor and ceiling of your boy, Joe Burrow? So we had that question come in from whom? That was from Aiden Furnish 05 on Instagram. Aiden, Aiden. Uh, I, I don't really like the whole floor and ceiling thing, uh, to be quite honest with you. Mm. I don't mind it, but I don't like it necessarily. I, say, I, feel, I know a lot of people that kind of take that as law. But if you're forcing my hand from what we've seen, because it's very, very hard to say what a guy's floor and ceiling is going to be when he hasn't played it down in the NFL. But um, I think Joe Burrow's floor could be that of a Tony Romo, to be quite honest with you. Could be that of a Tony Romo, and I think his ceiling is as high as he wants it to be. I mean, any quarterback coming out ceiling could be that of a Tom Brady, that of a Drew Brees, that of an Aaron Rodgers. It remains to be seen yet. But play style-wise, I'll say his floor is Tony Romo. Um, I definitely think Joe Burrow's at least going to win a playoff game in his career. Uh, we'll see about that. But uh, I think that's my take. Daniel, what is your take on that? What do you think Joe Burrow's floor what do you, versus what Joe Burrow's ceiling is? What do you think? 
Um, I completely agree with you, your analysis of Tony Romo as his floor, because we know his play style. Joe Burrow, he's got all these intangibles. He's a leader, he's intelligent, and although he may not have the arm strength, that really doesn't matter in the NFL. So look, but I want to actually get at that for a second. I want to get at that okay. for a second. What, what, you said he doesn't have the arm strength. What does that mean? This guy threw 64 touchdowns I'm, in college football. <laughs> the reason why he went number overall, well, number one overall, wasn't because he could throw the ball out of the park. No, it was because he can make all the NFL throws. You ask yourself, an NFL quarterback is not going to be throwing the ball 60 yards down the field four times a game. Maybe one, maybe two at max times a game. Unless your name is Patrick Mahomes, well, the quarterback will be throwing the ball the length of the football field. It doesn't happen in the NFL. It does not happen. The real, the real question, the concept of what I've always said time and time again on the podcast, it comes down to anticipation, and Joe Burrow does it better than anyone. Joe Burrow makes all the NFL throws. So when you hear all these different people come out and they say, Joe Burrow doesn't have the arm strength, what does that mean? Because I know tons of quarterbacks that didn't come out with superior arm strength. That being said, they were great NFL quarterbacks. Drew Brees didn't have amazing arm strength. (laughs) To be quite honest, he didn't. That was one of his biggest questions coming out. Peyton Manning didn't have amazing arm strength. But they had great anticipation. They led their receivers. They put the ball in a position to where their receiver and only their receiver can make a play on it. So let's cut that BS. Let's stop saying he doesn't have the arm strength. It's fake. It doesn't exist. It's not real. He makes NFL throws. That's it. Sorry. Just had to say that. Yeah. I I mean, I completely agree with you because – as I'm doing my evaluations on quarterbacks, I really it, – it's fool's gold. That's pretty much what arm strength is. Obviously, you need to have some sort of arm strength or else you wouldn't even be in a, in a position to be drafted. But look at the guys like oh, – who you can look at so many different guys that have the huge arms, but it, does it translate to the full, football field? No. It, it's like you look at the NFL Demarcus combine Russell. and it's nice it, – who? Jamarcus Russell, an amazing arm Oh, strength. exactly, yes. Yeah, Jamarcus Russell, they, these are guys who perform well at the combine. But remember, those guys are in their underwear. He, they are not in pads. In pads is a completely different story. And like we said, it's the Joe Burrows, the Drew Brees, the Tom Brady's. It's intelligence, it's anticipation, and it is ball placement. So like you said, let's cut that damn crap. Go to another question. This question was from, I believe... Jimmy, I want to say. I think this was from Jimmy. Who will win the NFC East? I'll let you start that up. I know who my pick is. Ooh, all right. The, the thing with NFC East is it's a difficult division to predict. I want to say the last time there was a repeat winner was 2006. So every year. Every, that means every year for the past 14 years, there was a new division winner. So what does this mean, Malik? This means that last year, who was the winner? The Philadelphia Eagles. So by, by rule of thumb, I'm going to pick the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to pick the Dallas Cowboys. Last year, obviously, they were 8-8, eight and eight, not so good. But they, their team last year had the looks of a 10-6 and six team, of an 11-5 and five team. And we all know. Jason Garrett could have been holding them back. But now, Mike McCarthy, a new head coach, you added C.D. Lamb at the wide receiver position. I know they have lost some talent on defense, 
but they also added some like HaHa Clinton Dix at the safety position. They have a talented roster, and there is no reason to believe why Dak Prescott cannot lead the team to another number one overall in total passing yards. So with all that being said, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I think their offense is going to be prolific. I know the Eagles are good competition, but it's, I think the Cowboys are going to have a great year this year because of that offense. Well, first and foremost, let me get ahead of the the the, the, uh, the horse for a second. I know what Jimmy wants me to say because I know Jimmy very well. <laughs> Jimmy wants us to say the Philadelphia Eagles, but Jimmy, I'm not going to say the Philadelphia Eagles. Not because I don't believe in Carson Wentz. Not because I have it out for Carson Wentz. Not because I don't believe in the Philadelphia Eagles. Because you're biased. You're biased, and I, I can't. I can't say. I can't say that the Philadelphia Eagles with a clear conscience is going to, are going to win the division because I don't believe it. I think that the Dallas Cowboys uh, have the more talented roster out of every team in the NFC East. You can feel how you want to feel about it. I wouldn't, I, w- I wouldn't take it any other way, but the fact of the matter is they have the more talented roster. Dak Prescott, it's, only going, to, it's, going, to, it's going to come down to Dak Prescott, okay? It's going to come down to Dak Prescott finally win with that team because they have the more talented team, which is why year after year after year, everyone – who picked the Dallas Cowboys find themselves smacking their head against the walls at the end of the season because they say, hey, the Dallas Cowboys are going to do this. Hey, the Dallas Cowboys are going to do that. And every year they fall short. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we have a caller calling in. And if I'm looking at the number on my phone correctly, you're about to, you're, you're in for a heated debate, ladies and gentlemen, because right now we have of the Right Way Sports Network Flight Zone calling in. We have Jimmy calling in. Jimmy, what is going mm. on, my man? I know you called in to bring the smoke, so bring the smoke, and you'll get uh, Oh, yes, 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 Malik. Yes, it is, Jimmy. It is Jimmy here, Flight Zone. Mm-hmm. And I just needed to call in to disagree with Daniel 100%. Okay. okay. That's that about um, not a repeat division, not a repeat division winner in the NFC East since 2005, 2006, whatever it was. I find that to be yeah. – it is a, a very, very big coincidence, but I find that to be irrelevant mm-hmm. year in and year out. I know it has happened. But yeah. with that being said, with what Carson Wentz went through last year with the mal, the, <laughs> the mailman receiver that he had, Deontay Burnett, Greg Ward, et cetera, et cetera, now he has some real receivers, Marquise Goodwin. You love your boy Jalen Rager. As if people listen mm-hmm. to my show, I'm not sure if they necessarily agree that I love him, but – Bottom line is he is a big-time receiver. He was a big-time receiver in a big-time conference. So that's a big improvement there. I don't like the Cowboys' defense at all. And when it comes to the Eagles' defense, it looks like Jadavion Clowney talks are starting to heat up. And if that were to happen, i say the Eagles are three steps ahead of the Cowboys, and that's just my personal opinion. But, Jimmy, Jimmy, remember, this this isn't so much about me bashing the Eagles. If I were to predict right now, I were to predict that the Eagles are going to make the playoffs. I love Carson Wentz. I think he's an MVP caliber talent. But this is more of the Dallas Cowboys. Last year they were 8-8, eight and eight, but we all know they underperformed. We know they did. They had the number one ranked offense in the entire NFL besides the Ravens, so probably number two. But this year, I, this offseason, their offense got so much better, and I just believe that this year is the Cowboys' year to be better than the Eagles. I know, and, and I hear that every year when it comes. So you're going to disagree. Yeah, you're going to disagree. Yeah, but... and look, everybody knows that I keep it real when stuff is real. If I mm-hmm. thought the Eagles were bad, I'd say, look, they're coming in second place. They're coming in third place. But I look at the Cowboys team; they 
went down a notch on defense, and defense does win championships. Defense does win division games. You saw that last year when the Eagles beat them 17-9 to in week 15 of the NFL season for the division, basically. Mm-hmm. So when that happened, the Cowboys had a full-strength defense. This year they don't. Granted, Van Der Esch was out. However, they lost a lot of players in order to get better on the offensive side of the ball. So that's just my personal but at the, opinion. At, at, I mean, Jimmy, at the same time, though, last year, the Cowboys underperformed. We know, like, there was no reason that defense but they always have been one of the top. That, that's the thing. They exactly. always Exactly. But, but now, you know, what's the big change? What's the big change, Jimmy? New head coach. I New that's the thing. head how, coach. How, how, good, how, good, how good is Tom McCarthy? Because he had, in my opinion, one of the greatest football quarterbacks of all time over the last 10 years. And what has he done with him? That's the thing. And is what has Jason McCarthy Garrett really done? Good coach? What is what is Jason Garrett done? In, in my opinion, they they are basically. I'm not going to say they're the same coach because Tom. I'm not going to disrespect Tom McCarthy like that. However, he did right. have one of the great one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time for over the last ten years. And what has he done with him? He's won one Super Bowl. One Super Bowl ten years ago. And how many have the Cowboys won? Zero. So now it's time to change that. I don't want to hijack the show, but that's just my personal opinion. I don't. I think. I think Tom McCarthy is an overrated coach, and we will see that this my, year. My, we will my, see my, that my birds will win this division. Carson Wentz will begin his run to fame. People look at him very unfairly, and Carson Wentz is going to go one step above Dak Prescott this year. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for having me, Malik. Thank you for having me, Daniel. Appreciate course, you, Jimmy. Anytime. I knew Jimmy was going to call in with that opinion. I knew he was going to have a strong opinion when it came to the Philadelphia Eagles. That being said, the Cowboys should win the division. In all likelihood, they will win the division if Dak Prescott is able to play to the standards in which everyone believes he could play. But on to the next question. The next question, Malik, this is a controversial one. It's recently, you know, all the headlines. But um, this question comes from Henry Will 52 on Instagram. What are your thoughts on the new NFL proposal on minority coaches and GMs? I think it's sad, right? It's 2020. I think it's sad that we still are talking about an African-American male uh, or female, whoever that might be, of, 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 of uh, African-American, uh, of African-American descent or Black, let's just say black, right? Because they're not black. Let's say what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, not getting an opportunity. I just think it's sad um, that the NFL has to, you know, stoop down to bribing uh, these teams to give, you know, minorities an opportunity to, you know, advance their career, their professional career. I think it's absolutely sad. I think it's disgusting. Um, I, I think pretty much it's the NFL admitting that they have a problem, but they're going about it all the wrong way. I don't think you should compensate a team or organization for hiring or interviewing a minority. That's just not the way you do it, right? You, 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 there's really no correct way to do it. I mean, the fact of the matter is there are tons of qualified individuals who are minorities that have the ability to be head coaches, assistant coaches, GMs, in uh, different personnel in the front offices. I just think it just comes down to people stop being ignorant. Give these guys an opportunity to prove themselves, right? right so I, I really don't – I think I think the whole situation at hand is absolutely disgusting. I'll just leave it at that. I don't – I don't. I'm not really a fan of it, but hey, it's not my decision to make. What's yours, Daniel? Yeah, I mean, definitely what you said. I was – my whole question about this was it's not is this the right move because obviously there's an issue. 
obviously some teams they they're being ignorant as you said but it's how they went about this i don't think it's right to compensate a team for selecting the right candidate like one name eric Bieniemy of the kansas city chiefs he's arguably one of the most qualified options to be a head coach and if he's he should a team should not be um, compensated let's say the new england patriots Bill Belichick can just go sign a black um, GM to fill in place and he'd be compensated. But for what? It's, if somebody's good at the job, they deserve the job and you don't need to compensate somebody for making the right choice. It's, it's, like, it's like giving candy to a kid after they finish their homework, if, if that's a nice comparison, because they did the job, but you're going to compensate them even more for doing the right decision. I just... Right. They have the right. They have the right idea in mind, but they're going about this all wrong. Right. Like uh, the, I guess the first, the next person that hires Rick Smith, who's a fantastic general manager, uh, as their GM. Uh, there were certainly teams suiting after him this year. Um, he, he's the general, former general manager of the Texans who stepped down due to personal reasons with his wife. Uh, I guess the person that picks him up, they're going to be compensated. He's one of the best GMs in football. Or maybe the person that picks up Leo Riddick from ESPN to be a general manager. Uh, who, <laughs> I guess they're going to be compensated, right? Uh, it's just ridiculous, and it's absolutely. Yeah. I, I just think it's. I just think it's. I think we're so past that. I think we should. We should be so past that, and we're so beyond that. The fact that this is still a thing is just absolutely disgusting. I'll say it again, but um, keep, keep exactly. continuing with the next question. It, it's disgusting. Um, moving on to the next question it is question by Chiefs Intel, one of our affiliate pages. What are your rookie of the year predictions? And I'm guessing that's for the NFL. What are my what? Say that again. Your rookie of the year predictions for the NFL. It's going to be an offensive player, preferably it's going to be one of these quarterbacks that play well. NFL is a quarterback-driven league, and they're continuously push these quarterbacks. So I'll be able to be a Joe Burrow, a Tua Tagovailoa if he plays, or Justin Herbert. Or, yeah, that's my opinion. I mean – I oh shoot I agree with the quarterbacks but there was a lot of great running backs in this class and not only were they great they landed in great positions I think I don't know if he's going to win rookie of the year but one of my favorites is Zach Moss who's now with the Buffalo Bills I did a film study recently on the Bills and looking at their team they're a run heavy team and right now they got rid of Frank Gore who is we all know the the legendary running back and they have Devin Singletary. But Devin Singletary is he's he's more of a third down back, a change of pace guy, guy who's great out the backfield. But now you have Zach Moss who is a ground and pound guy. A hit you right. right in the mouth running back. And right. with the Buffalo Bills looking to take the next step, we know Tom Brady's not in the division anymore. With them looking to take the next step, I think mm-hmm. they're gonna hammer down the run game even more and Zach Moss will have a great year. And that's just so, Moss. We can look at let me, sorry, go. Yeah. Let me add to that really quickly. It, it, I, I think this is absolute – I'm sorry to be a realist, guys, but you know here on the Right Way Podcast, I'm very real. I'm very blunt when it comes, when it comes to this, these type of subjects. The fact of the matter is it is a quarterback-driven league no matter which way you want to slice it. That's number one. Number two, mm-hmm. it comes down to draft positioning, right? Saquon Barkley won rookie yeah. of the year because he was the number two overall draft pick in that class, and Baker Mayfield uh, – I think Baker Mayfield got drafted before Saquon, correct? Yes. They were. They came out the same class. Yeah. Am I correct? Twenty seventeen. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. It, 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 Baker Mayfield didn't start until I think his third game or, so, or whatever, whatever game it was. It, it, it was, was his third. third. 
he didn't come in until, until as a starter, right? But the fact of the matter is, you, you mean to tell me the first overall pick, the first overall pick in the draft throws for 22 touchdowns or 20 touchdowns and a few interceptions, whatever the case may be, versus a running back who rushes for 1,000 yards, that quarterback is going to get um, – is going to get, you know, the nod. Why? Because it is a quarterback-driven league. It is about draft positioning. You figure that's why the first overall pick in whatever draft class, that team automatically gets more primetime games and more people to see uh, to see, see that player in action. Why? Because it validates the pick. Uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. a guy getting rookie of the year at the end of the year, why does he get it? Because it validates the selection of him going number one, number two, number three, number four, number five. That's what, that's what happens. So when you tell me a quarterback – it throws for 20 touchdowns. Look, it's not going to be very difficult for any of these guys to any of these quarterbacks that start uh, to win rookie of the year, especially a guy like Joe Burrow, who has so much uh, marketability coming, coming out of college, going into the league. Um, If he comes into the NFL, throws 20 touchdowns, throws, or or if he throws 24 touchdowns, 10 or whatever the case may be, he's going to win rookie of the year. Why? Because they need to validate that pick of him being number one overall. And it just, adds another accomplishment in his in his bag and it looks better for the nfl it's more money dollars make sense so exactly i mean the biggest example of this although it was arguable this past season tyler murray won offensive rookie of the year whereas i believe josh jacobs should have won it i think josh jacobs had a uh, let me let me tread lightly here he had a more productive season than kyler murray josh jacobs was the raiders number one running back he rushed for over a thousand yards and Kyler Murray, it was it's basically a coin flip, but Kyler Murray absolutely killed Josh Jacobs in the votes. So, I mean, like you said, it's quarterback-driven league. Who was drafted number one? Kyler Murray was, so that's why you won it. And I agree. The Bengals are prime, absolutely prime for improvement this year. We got A.J. Green, we got Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, the list goes on. So, like you said, Joe Burrow throws 25 touchdowns this year. It should be his in a heartbeat. Now, defensive rookie of the year. You mm-hmm. want to go first on this one? Uh, yeah, no, you can go first. This this one's tough because the easy picks obviously Chase Young. We know the Washington Redskins; they have a great front four, great defensive line, underrated. Ryan Kerrigan, um, Montez Sweat, who was a first round pick last year. Um, I think he's the heavy favorite right now, just because of that defensive line. We know he's a transcendent talent. If I had to go with dark horse, though. If I had to go with a dark horse candidate for defensive rookie of the year, I'd go Patrick Queen. And I'd go Patrick Queen because we know the deal with the Ravens. We know last year Lamar got hyped up in the media. We know there's this fascination around the NFL with this run-and-gun team. And now, after a long list of great Ravens linebackers, you had um, Ray Lewis. DJ Mosley, I'm forgetting some other guys, but those two great Ravens linebackers, Patrick Queen is looking to fill the mold. And it's not like he has to go out and kill other teams, go kill out other players. He just has to perform, and he'll be hyped up immediately. So I think, and he's in a great situation, because they have a good defensive line, and they have a solid secondary. So if I had to go a dark horse, I would say Patrick Queen, but Chase Young is in too good of a position not to pick right now. I'd go Chase Young. Well, I think I, – I, listen, I, I understand it, right? I understand the situation. I, I, defensive player of the year is super difficult to pick uh, versus, yes. you, know, uh, you know, offensive player, rookie of the year. Um, so I'll say this. Yeah, I can understand where you're coming from with Patrick Queen, but he's an off-the-ball linebacker. So honestly, 
I'm going to go a different route. I'm going to say either Chase Young or Derek Brown. Derek Brown is an absolute monster. Um, he's been pegged to be an absolute monster. He's going to come in the Carolina Panthers as a starter. He signed his, you know, his rookie contract. He's getting the most. I'm pretty sure all of it's guaranteed, or pretty much most of it is. Um, God's, God's going to be a difference maker to start this whole thing out. So my pick is Derek Brown to win defensive rookie of the year. If not Derek Brown, Chase Young. Those are my those are my picks. I just feel like they have more of an impact on the football game versus the off the ball linebacker and Patrick Wayne. So uh, yeah, that's yeah. my take. No, I agree with that. I think for sure Chase Young is a heavy favorite. Looking at the odds right now, Isaiah Simmons is number two. So, I mean, he's obviously got a chance. But like you said, you made a great point there about Derek Brown. He's also stepping into a team that needs some defensive talent. The Panthers, they got rid of a lot of guys. Luke Keekley retired. Um, They're rebuilding. So, I mean, he's got a great chance there. And he's only – he's about – he's ninth overall right now in the defensive rookie of the year odds. Um, Malik, I had a question for you. I want to hear your take on this. This is is my personal question to you, my co-host. Because I'm a Patriots fan, okay? And I, I know my take on this. How good are the Patriots going to be this year? Are they going to try to tank, or do you think they make the playoffs? I don't think a Bill Belichick football team ever tries to tank. I think Bill Belichick obviously knows more more about uh, what he's doing than the rest of us, especially us in the media. Um, I don't think Bill Belichick is going to the season and think he's going to tank. He's going to try to – you know, go for, go for another ring. That's just the way Bill operates, right? People also forget Jarek Sidden was looked at as a first-round pick before he came in by most folks. Before he came in, not this year's mm-hmm. draft. I mean, not the year the draft he was the year he was drafted, but the year prior. The year before. Um, had he came out this year, he po- po- quite possibly would have been a first a first um a first a first-round pick, possibly if not early second. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy had a lot of momentum going in, but he um he decided to stay in school. He stayed in school and he hurt his draft stock. Um, he didn't have the best year. I'm not sure if he got hurt or not. I think he might He might have. But uh, honestly, it's going to really just come down to him. Um, be how, is he able to command that locker room? Is he able to command that huddle? Is he able to get the guys to believe in him, right? So uh, I, I think the Patriots are in a good situation. I think they'll be all right. Exactly. I mean, that's what a lot of people are forgetting. Bill Belichick who's, is who Bill Belichick has always been. And that's the one thing about Brady. Brady was, sure, he was talented. Sure, he was smart. Sure, he was intelligent. But the thing that made Brady great is he got guys to buy in. Because in the NFL, mm-hmm. it's, you're going to battle. You're going to battle right. with your brothers. And there's no reason that you're going to succeed if your quarterback's last a days ago, if your quarterback's right. not putting in the work in the offseason, if he's not taking the time to really know you as a person. But And Brady, there was a lot of times where you see him on the sidelines fired up and the media likes to say, oh, he's a terrible teammate. He's a terrible guy, blah, blah, blah. They like that. That's competitiveness. That shows you love football. That shows you love your team. And guys want to be behind guys like Tom Brady. So my hope is that Jared Siddham is just like that. Right, right, right. We One have a nice question, question here. Oh, you're good. Oh, I was going to I was gonna jump into it. Um, somebody asked, what am I doing to stay busy during the quarantine? Quarantine. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm just getting immersed in my work. Getting immersed in my work. We have the app coming out, a mobile app coming out for the Right Way Sports Network. Uh, got some awesome articles up on the website at therightwaysportsnetwork.com. Uh, you can definitely tap into some of that, uh, whether you're a soccer fan, UFC fan, boxing fan, NFL fan, NBA fan. We are covering it all. We're not just throwing out the same old stuff you see on every other network where it's 
let me tell you our top 10 list. Or who was the greatest team of all time? No, we're finding new ways to be innovative and uh, we're getting more information out to you because that's what you guys want. That's what you guys deserve. We've got player breakdowns. And we're even getting a head start on the 2021 NFL draft and NBA draft. So that being said, guys, keep it locked at the Right Way Sports Network for all your content. Thank you for following us. That's what we're doing to stay busy during the quarantine. We are constantly producing podcasts, articles, new content for you guys to keep you guys preoccupied during this time. Danny, what about you? What are you doing to stay busy during quarantine? Um, I mean, I'm doing a lot right now. I'm heading into my, about to graduate from high school. So I'm going to he- be heading into my first year at college at Arizona state. So, I mean, I gotta, I gotta work out. I gotta bulk up a little bit. So, I mean, just working out, trying to stay in shape. And like you said, I'm doing a lot of prospect breakdowns, doing a lot of just learning the game, learning the NFL, learning the NBA, learning how to be uh, a talent evaluator and doing all the stuff working on the social media and just honestly, I'm just having fun right now. Just trying to stay positive because that's what, that's what my family needs. That's what everyone around me needs. There's a lot of negativity in the world, but we just got to stay positive. Look for the bright things in your life and really hammer those things home. Right. No thoughts on that? No, I, I think that's fine. I think, I think it's cool what you're doing. That's good. Have you been working out at all or no? Come on now. You know the question to that. You know the answer to that. I mean, I work, we'll see. I work out we'll, see. we'll see when we meet. Every... We'll, 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 we'll put well, a fight I, I out. On... I we'll, work out every single day. I just think that our, I think our workout's a little bit different. Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't know about that. I def, I can definitely lift more than you. But guys, remember to call in if you have <laughs> any questions, any comments. Five one six four one eight five zero four zero. One more time. Five one six. Four one eight five zero four zero. Make sure you guys call in. And right. our next question: How do you become the goat? That question was from Bangles Central. Um, I mean, you want you want to talk about that or no? I mean, I I, I don't. I, <laughs> that's a that's a very it, it, it's, question. it's a broad question. Broad. Uh, are you asking yeah. me personally um, how do I become the goat? Uh, I'll let Daniel answer that first, then I'll answer. I mean, okay, I'll, I'll give you two different answers. Personally, like, if we're talking about, like, one, I don't want to get too in-depth. I think there is no such thing as being the greatest at something. It's honestly, for you personally, you have to be content with yourself. You have to be content with what you're doing. You have to be happy with what you're doing. Sure, you can be the most successful person in the world. Other people can view you as the greatest at what you're doing. But if you don't consider yourself the greatest, if you don't consider yourself the happiest, there's no point in doing that. So that's the personal side. But the sporty side, the NFL, NBA, it's, it's hard. It's really based on personal preference. You can be the most successful quarterback, the most successful NBA player, the most accomplished NBA player, most accomplished NFL player, or you can be the most talented. There's a lot of ways to go about it. I think just it all matters about your impact on a team, impact on the city you play in, and impact on the world. So if you want to look at LeBron James and Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan started basketball for the entire world, basically. He started the international ball. He started uh, when the dream team was in Europe. I think that's where they played. Everyone was a fan. They wanted to see Michael Jordan. And now LeBron James, he's everyone's favorite. Everyone wants to see LeBron. You see guys like Clay Thompson going to China. You see guys like Steph Curry going to Japan. 
These guys mm-hmm. are all across the world because they're they're impacting other people. So I mean, you could talk about achievements, you can talk about stats. But I think your impact on other people's lives is a far more important thing than any stat can tell. That that was that was a deep uh, answer, but I mean, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to just <laughs> – that was a lot. Uh, I'm pretty much just going to put it out as bluntly as possible. It starts with your mindset, okay? It starts with your mindset blocking out the noise, telling yourself that you're in constant competition, not with what the next man beside you is doing or the person in front of you doing. You're in constant competition with yourself. You're trying to outdo what you did yesterday, outworking yourself, not outworking the competition. Because when you realize that you you yourself you know, are your only competition, that's when you'll experience true great success. Daniel said something very, very interesting. He said, if people see you as the greatest of all time, that's fine. But I'm going to actually add on to that. You can't see yourself as that. You have to consistently have the mentality, the underdog mentality, that every single day there is someone somewhere, Doing more some part of the country, in a different country. Thanks for finishing my question, my answer, Daniel. But there is someone <laughs> outworking it. There is someone getting up before you. There is someone working at their craft longer than you, harder than you, more efficiently than you. And you have to make sure that you understand that, hey, I can do more. When you realize, hey, I can do more, when you realize I haven't realized my, my potential, not because so-and-so told me I didn't do it, because I hold myself to a certain standards. The problem with people is a lot of people in life try to focus on what other people's standards are for them instead of setting standards for yourself, for themselves. When you set a standard for yourself and you work towards that, that goal, that standard that you have set for yourself, there is no body that's going to be more disappointed if, if, you, if you don't achieve it than you, than you because you set that bar for yourself. So where everybody's like, you did a good job. No, you didn't want that. You want to be able to tell yourself, hey, no, you worked your ass off. You did a great job. And that's what it comes down to. That's how you become the GOAT. I don't care if it's in sports talk radio. I don't care if, it's in, if you're an athlete. I don't care if you're a teacher. I don't care if you're uh, whatever you are, whatever profession you choose to be in. Consistently work to outdo yourself, and that's how you become the quote unquote goat. <laughs> that that that's my that's my response to that. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't have said it much better. Like we always talk about here at the Right Way Sports Network, like Malik, like we have a vision, right? And I know there's a lot of people who have dreams, and I, I just I hate the word dream because there is no such thing as a dream. There is goals. We you can have a vision. Mm-hmm. But if it's a dream that's far-fetched, that's, oh, I can't accomplish. But if you make Mm -hmm. it a goal, if you make it a Mm -hmm. vision, and you can't do anything with just a vision. What does a vision take? Hard work. You have to work towards that every single day. You've heard that from me. You've heard that from me, Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) You've literally heard me. He is repeating verbatim what I tell him, literally. Exactly. And – it's like if you want to use two examples, Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan. Look at the documentary, The Last Dance. These right. guys worked so hard. Kobe Bryant understood, I want to be the best, so what do I have to do? I have to work every day. I right. have to be up. I have to do right. what I want. I need to do to achieve my vision no matter the cost. Right. So, I mean, yeah, no, that was those were some deep answers we had there. I mean, that was a nice question, though. It's a little bit different from the question yeah. that we usually get. We said this is mailbag, right? You want to know kind of how yeah. we built the Right Way Sports Network up from being just a regular podcast on a different uh, a different company's platform to 
being our own company, to be in credential with the NFL, the NBA, uh, doing all these different interviews with players and all this stuff like that. It's because we put the work in, right? We came down to us putting in the freaking work. And once we put in the work, we realized, whoa, <laughs> we're good at this. There isn't too many people better than us at this. And it's not cocky mentality, but it's literally a mentality that we all have to have every single day. Because if you walk around thinking, hey, there's someone better than me. There's someone doing this better than me. Well, you've already defeated. You are already defeated. Yeah. If you go in with the mentality that there's someone better than you at your job. Listen, even if someone just got into the game, I want them to say, hey, I'm better than you. I'm better than you at this. Even if you don't believe that, it's fine. But if you, uh, I'm sorry, even if they don't believe that, that's fine. <laughs> I didn't mean if you don't believe it. It is important that you go in with the mentality. Like I said, everything is about mindset. I don't idolize anybody. I mean, I've been in the room with so many different people, so many different athletes, so many people with big names from Dr. Ben Carson um, to, you know, even we want to talk about the athlete scale, um, Odell Beckham, all, all the all these different guys. I've done so many different interviews and been in different rooms with so many different people. And it's it's amazing how you see certain personalities clash with certain with other people's personalities. It really comes down to just you, though. Really, honestly, it's like you 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 find yourself in the world of sports media. And Daniel can attest to this, and Alexis can too. Just joined us on the call. Hey, Alexis. But uh, <laughs> how you doing? Um, I'm good, good, good. Hey, Alexis. So. We're, we're, somebody asked us a question about mindset. How do you become the GOAT, so to speak? So we're just giving a long, drawn-out, elaborate, probably talking too long answer about this. But uh, honestly, like, you've, you've, you see in the world of sports news media, right, and the people in, 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 in journalism, they're very uh, in, insecure about who they are. They're very insecure about, um, about who they are as, as a professional. And, you know, sometimes it shows – through when their interactions with people on Twitter, they find they feel the need to be over aggressive or, you know, just to, just to reiterate to them, hey, I'm I'm credentialed, hey, I I have this source, hey, I have that source, or they're quick to ridicule someone else and like like almost I, I was looking at that this one kid, uh, Danny, you probably remember back when the whole Kawhi Leonard was trying to pick where he was going to. It was this one guy on Twitter named Ari Abrams. He was getting hammered literally hammered in the media section by actual professionals. And the kid is young. The kid is absolutely young. He's probably just getting started in his career and he was getting hammered. And I felt so bad. I reached out to him. I said, listen, Ari, keep doing a great job, man. Keep doing a great job. Don't worry about what people are saying about you. Now he never responded. I don't think he ever saw the email that I sent him, but I certainly reached out to him to let him know that, Hey man, I, I support you regardless. You're a young guy. You're working towards your goals. But to me, it was just, it just was absolutely disgusting to see so many adults who have been in this industry for so long feel the need to rip on someone who is so young. People make mistakes in life. People take themselves way too goddamn serious too. Um, especially in this, in this, um, especially in this, in this field. Uh, you see it even being at the NFL combine, how many people just feel like the need to overexert how long they've been in the business. And that's the one thing that, you know, Daniel, you know, for a fact, we get, you know, you're, you're, you're oh, super yeah. young to be oh, doing right. this. You're super young to be doing that. Well, you've done this. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys interviewed Tiger Woods. Oh, you guys did. Oh, you guys did. All, they, 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 they are so quick to ridicule us and say we're so young to be in this industry. But the fact of the matter is it does not matter. It does not matter the age. It, it comes down to passion. It comes down to hard work. And if you know what you're talking about, that's what people care about. That's what people will continuously come back for. So I know that was a long, drawn-out answer, guys. And for you to stuck through it with us, yeah, I got one text just now. Somebody saying, I absolutely love this show. So I, I, I appreciate that. But um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, 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 it, it all comes down to mindset, short-term answer. It all comes down to mindset. But Miss Alexis, how are you doing? 
I am well. How are you guys? We're good. We're, we're doing amazing. Uh, yeah. Um, a little late, but. <laughs> you're all good. Better late than never. That's my Yeah, thing. absolutely. Um, but never late is better, uh, but, it, 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 but it's fine. <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> fine. You know, we, we still love you, Alexis. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Daniel, what else? What else you got for us today? Um. I mean, well, before we get on to the next thing, I for sure just want to attest or say exactly what you're saying. It's People could be hating. People could be being negative. But at the same time, you guys have to understand, like me personally, you said it best. I get so much hate because what? You're 17 and you think you know this? Why the hell are you telling me this? You're 17. You're this. You're that. You're too young to be doing this. Like, okay, the industry's tough, but it's, if you truly love something, that's what I'm going to keep harping on everyone. I say this to my family. I say this to everyone. If you truly love something, work towards it no matter what. You're going to get hate. There's going to be naysayers. There's going to be people who are being negative. But if you truly enjoy something and love it, do that no matter the cost. But let's get off of that. The next question, this is actually a good one. It's um, from, I don't know how to pronounce this, Borum. Boramojika, I don't know how to say it, but who is your guys' best role player in NBA history? Daniel, you go. Oh, all right. I'll start this off. Um, I know you, you, Malik, you told me I'm a little bit late to the train, but after seeing the last dance. Right? I, you took you took my I, answer, Daniel. That's what Daniel <laughs> does, ladies and gentlemen. He literally steals people's answer. I'm not going to comment on this. I did on not. This. I'm literally, I literally not going to comment. First. I'm literally not going to comment on this subject because he's literally going to take the exact person I was going to say. So that's it. But go ahead. From okay, Daniel, it'll be from, it'll go from Daniel to Alexis. It'll go from Daniel to Alexis. I'm, I'm going I, first. I mean, you you could have been taking mine. There's no. No, nope, I've got. Like I've that, got. But... Steve Kerr. Steve, no, <laughs> no, no, it's stupid. <laughs> Steve Kerr, <laughs> the Chicago Bulls. I mean, after you, it was the guy who came before him. I want to say Bill Paxton. Um, mm. he, he, Bill Paxton was basically Steve Kerr's mentor. He told him, hey, you have the greatest guy of all time on your team. So what you need to do, you have to do whatever it takes to complement his style. That's what a role player does. They complement someone else. They complement the team. They do what the team needs and nothing more. And Steve Kerr, of all guys, did that to perfection. We see role players every day or hit three-point shots to win the game. Like, that's cool, right? Um, but what did Steve Kerr do? Time and time again on the biggest stage, we all saw Michael Jordan trusted, the greatest player of all time, one of the greatest, actually, because, I mean, don't get into that. One of the greatest players of all time said, trusted Steve Kerr to hit a game-winning shot. So that should say mm-hmm. all that says must be said right there. The only player ever to complete a four-peat. And Steve Kerr played his role. Wasn't the best player on the team. Wasn't the second best player on the team. Wasn't even the third best player on the team. But he did his role to perfection. And now he's the league all-time leading scorer in three-point percentage. It's kind of like Daniel, right? Daniel plays his role. He's not the star of the Right Way Podcast. He's not even the star oh, of the Right Way Sports Network, but he plays his Alexis role back to me up here. He doesn't get ahead of himself. He knows his role and he shuts his mouth. He does what he has to do. Isn't that right, Daniel? You're a tremendous role no, player. It, no, that's, that's, no, it's not. It's not. No. Alexis, 
Dang, dang, you still let him talk to you like that? That's crazy. Girl, I mean, it's okay. Roll here, Daniel. We, we, Come we'll off the bench. Debate. Let's go. Come off the bench, Daniel. Let's go. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna be the bigger person here, and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, right, I'm gonna right. let it go. That's but, what happens. That's what people say when they have no comeback. Usually, Daniel, guys, mm. he's the biggest <laughs> mouth in the room. Now he has nothing to say. Oh. Now he's a mouthpiece. He has nothing to say. <laughs> Interesting. Alexis, who is your best role player in NBA history? Uh, honestly, you can say Steve Kerr if you want, but that was mine first. Just saying. It's a tough question. I mean, I I could agree with you. Say Daniel on the fact that that uh, Steve Kerr is definitely one of the great role players of the game. Um. I don't know. It's a tough question because there's a lot of great role players, but yeah, I, mean, I can't, you, can, you, can you know, say like argue with the fact that there's so many of them, though. So, I mean, I can't argue with the fact that Steve Kerr was probably one of the best in terms of him doing his job and doing it well as a role player, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know who I would say is the best in uh How about in the NBA worst? History. J.R. Smith, right? Would you agree with that? <laughs> I would Why disagree. I, I disagree. Smith? I mean, the man literally, I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to say it. I don't believe in bashing players. Why did I know you were going to go right there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, something's also got to be said for VC3, right? VC3 literally reinvented himself and became a bench, a role player. Like, he literally became a role player. He knew his role on the team. He wasn't a starter. And that's why he's able to prolong his career. A lot of guys have so much ego there. It's so hard for them to check that at the door and, you know, humble themselves. <coughs> Carmelo Anthony. Um, and if they're more willing to do that in the beginning, when they, when they, when they know their skill set is dwindling down or when, they're, when, they're, when their time is up, right? You're not going to be a superstar forever. But when that, come, when that time comes, when father time calls, and father time calls for everyone, you got to just be able to be like, okay, I'm no longer the player I used to be. And that's a hard thing admitting. It's almost like, it's almost like cutting your hair off, right? It's almost like cutting your cutting your hair off, right? It's like the, the first thing that the one thing one way you kill a man's pride is by cutting his hair off for him to go bald, right? Um, I actually saw a funny thing this week where it was like uh, if LeBron James wants to, you know, activate his goat, you know, actually become the goat and take his career to the next level, he should finally cut his hair off, and it literally had me in tears crying. Because it was like it's so true. Bald players like Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant, bald, bald, bald Kobe was a different animal. Um, <laughs> so if, 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 LeBron, if, LeBron, if, if LeBron's gonna if LeBron's gonna activate that, maybe maybe it's time for King James to become bald James. I don't know. I'm just I'm just I'm just talking talking here. Maybe I'm just sounding ridiculous, but that's my take. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I think yeah. another one, Jason Terry. Jason Terry was a good one. Um, yeah. Any other yeah. questions we got on here? I, I don't think we got any more uh, any more questions. Um, oh, we had Oh Pranav of the Right Way Sports okay. real quick. He said Lou Williams. Lou Williams is a good one. Jamal Crawford as well. Of all Both time, guys, right? very good. But the career is not over. I you can't get all time, one of those but, but currently, the still going on. Not not like on that fashion. Yeah. Not not those guys. We, we don't know. We can't say that. I mean, oh, whatever. Uh, I, I know, I know I, something interesting I do want to bring up, though, Alexis. Me and Daniel had a, a, a conversation earlier this week, right? And this guy mm-hmm. was going on and on and on about how Justin Fields is overrated and Justin Fields isn't 
the quarterback we all think he is. And honestly, I had to go. You know, he kept yapping and yapping and yapping. I had to go. I had to be like, okay, man, I had to go. I had to go, I had to go to dinner. But we, I didn't have enough time then, Alexis. But you know that meme, Alexis, that goes around? It's like, I have time yesterday, but I got time today. I got time Absolutely. Today. So, Daniel, I didn't have time to listen to you the other day, but I got time get, today on the mm-hmm. podcast. I got get time today. Alexis, you got time? Alexis, you got time? I got time. Since we got time, I just want to say, guys, this this is honestly why I love sports. It's why I do what I do, and let me explain why, okay? Justin Fields, okay, he had a very successful, I'm use the word successful, first year with Ohio State. He threw for 41 touchdowns and only three interceptions. Always a butt, right? But he is not a top 10 prospect. And here's why. Justin Fields was heavily assisted by his surroundings, okay? I went back and watched every single one of his 41 touchdowns this past year, and there were only five. Five of the 41, that's about 10, 15%, that made me go, wow. Like when you watch Trevor Lawrence, you go, wow. Like that throw was damn. When you watch Trey Lance out of North Dakota State, he makes some throws that are like, damn, he made that. Justin Fields, he lacks two key things for me. Two key things that make that a quarterback needs to succeed, and that's anticipation and ball placement. I'm not saying he doesn't have them. I'm saying he lacks them as a top ten prospect. They're very subtle, but when I went back back and watched the Clemson game, it was uh, a comeback route to KJ Hill, right? KJ Hill was wide open, but what did Justin Fields do? He saw him. He saw he was open, but he hesitated. He hesitated a half second, and it was an incompletion, right? On the stat sheet, it's an incompletion, but in the NFL, that's an interception. One more example, there was a throw he made against Northwestern. It was, it was a wide-open touchdown, right? Wide open with the cornerback right behind him. He underthrew it. Incomplete, right? In the NFL, that is a damn interception, not an incompletion. So all I'm going to say is Justin Fields, he's a good prospect. It was only his first year as Ohio State's quarterback. But what I saw from him wasn't special. He put up great numbers, but guys like Jalen Hurts put up great numbers. It doesn't mean anything. He put up great numbers, but he does not have the looks to be a top 10 prospect, and I do not trust him as a top 10 prospect. Mm. Mm. I don't have fans going to have a lot to say about that. Um, yeah, I'm a, a lot well, of Ohio before, before, before we go on, though, I'm an Ohio State fan, too. So I know we got a lot of Ohio fans on here. Trust me, this is coming from a place from my heart. It really is. I'm an Ohio State fan, but when I evaluate quarterbacks, I put all feelings aside and look what's right in front of me. I don't look at the stat sheet. I look at the film, and that's what the film tells me. Mm. Mm. Alex, you got anything you want to add to that? Are you any fair warnings you want to throw at Danny before Ohio State fans come at him? I'll debate anybody on this. Just, I mean, just be ready for the heat because they're going to come at you. But I'm right. saying because listen, take. listen, listen. It, it, it's it's an interesting take, but it's what I saw because he put up 41 touchdowns to three interceptions. So I'm like, damn, this guy's good. When you look at the literally five, Alexis, you know how you know how much five is? Five of the 41. 
That's it. Uno cede, uno the dos cede, I mean, I'm not, I'm not arguing with you about that at all. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I know. I'm just, I'm trying to I tell mean, everyone. You're looking, like, at hey. it, you're, you're looking at it from the perspective of how the game works and how the game varies from college to the NFL, which it is going to be a very different game. So, exactly. I mean, I guess like, we're going to have to kind of wait and see. 100%. Uh, it was only his first year as a starter, so it's a wait and see. But, yeah. All right, well, we're going to leave it at that. I'm going to also remind people, follow us, TWSNet on Instagram, uh, Facebook, The Right Way Sports Network, Twitter at TWSNet with two T's. Follow Daniel Alameda at Alameda Views on Instagram. Alexis at I am Lex J on Instagram. Me, Right Report on Instagram, where we're answering all your questions, and we love talking sports. Guys, it's almost been an hour. We've almost been doing this for an hour. <laughs> and I've had a lot of fun today. A couple things I just want to add real quick. As you know, DeAndre Baker got arrested. Ed Oliver got arrested. I'm not going to dive too deep. We don't have time for that. But I'm just going to say, guys, get it together. NFL players, get it together. I know we're in the quarantine, but shouldn't be out doing quarantine things. You know, I, I tried it there. It didn't work out for me that well. But <laughs> uh, all in a day's work. All in a day's work. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to uh, – the right way podcast. I really had a good time uh, doing doing the show this week. And remember, like I like like like, like I said, um, for all of you who just catch an end of it, Daniel thinks Justin Fields is overrated. He doesn't believe in Justin Fields as a quarterback. Um, I never said. That. 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 He said he does not believe in <laughs> whoa, 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 Justin Fields. Whoa, 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 whoa. And Justin Fields is not the guy. No, no, no. So no. See, that's why you're the greatest role player. That's why you're the greatest role player. I'm telling you, Mike. It's hard to be the role player when the team has your name, but I'll leave it at that. Mm. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Right Way Podcast live on the Right Way Sports Network each and every single week. We greatly appreciate it, guys. Once again, you can click the anchor button, support us. Don't know anywhere from dollars to ten dollars to say, hey, keep up the great work, which you guys are doing the Right Way Sports Network or the Right Way Podcast. Check out our website www.therightwaysportsnetwork.com our Instagram TWSnet and TWSN.media where we're posting all of our articles and content and love debating with you guys that all being said guys, thank you for tuning in we will see you next week and as always the show will go on Good night, everybody Thank you for taking the time to listen in to our podcast produced by the Right Way Sports Network. Subscribe to our channel for more awesome content and follow us on social media on Instagram at TWSNet, on Twitter at TWSNet, and on Facebook at the Right Way Sports Network. And remember, there's only one way to get your sports news and updates, and that is the Right Way.